0: Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Yeah, if you just joined us, um, as well as uh, some of the guys, do give us um, a little hello, a little thumbs up, little big tan, little... It'd be good to see get people get creative with the emojis just to kind no, of... No, um... we don't want that, mate. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's only so many you can do with the hands. Okay. That, that is very true. You know, it's very like true. like a reverse peace good. sign, maybe? Yeah, that's good. The like rigid that. digit. The rigid digit. Brilliant. Uh, but no, great to see so many people on the live, uh, as always. Uh, yeah, it's been a... It's actually probably the first time I think it's even been me... And someone else or you and someone else over the last mm. four or five weeks because obviously we've been we've been kind of dovetailing a bit, haven't we? Yeah.
1: Um, but dub-tailing. Dave, nice. I know. Nice to be back. Nice to be back. Yeah. No, it is, yeah, yeah it's good. The boys are back in town. Yes. And um yeah, we've all both had a little bit of time off, haven't we? Bit yeah. of time in a bit of time in the mountain, sliding around.
0: Yeah, we've um, done uh, I think that the best news to come out of uh, Dave's ski trip was that he didn't injure
1: his knee. No, very, very um <laughs> careful with it, you know. Good man. Um, yeah, also, I didn't. I, it was snowboarding, I'm too cool for skis. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I kind
0: of, you know, yeah, sorry, snowboarding, yeah, snowboarding, please uh, get it right. Yeah,
1: yeah, you should, so, you should try skiing. Yeah, I am, I am. I, I heard it's easier to learn. Yeah, um, is. uh, my te- my like tailbone, the coccyx, is it? No. Oh, okay, it's completely nailed it, it's completely, it's completely oh, in, sort of smashed to the smithereens. There's nothing left of it,
0: <laughs> Dave. Um, now, mate, honestly, it's great to have you back. Great to have you back, and it's great to be back as well. And you know, we've got. It's a bit of a crazy time because, obviously, I know we started these what, deep in lockdown probably a couple of years ago, but we're as busy as ever now. I mean, we've got so yep. many people on trips, you know. Literally, it's like every three days now, we've, we've pretty much got a uh, – because over the last – we used to run trips just on Saturdays as arrival day. Yeah. Because of capacity, wasn't it? We were like, well, okay, we have to open some trips midweek, so we created mid- – this is going back a while now, but we created some Wednesday arrivals hmm. uh, just to accommodate. Yeah, a couple uh, of Tuesdays couple of tuesdays as well yeah the odd we... sunday <laughs> covid so is the pretty much every other day yeah, it is uh, every other day yeah and it it's feels great. like wasn't it because we've got i think just in nepal alone i think we've got 48 groups um something like that right in in this season alone yeah um which dave has yeah uh, i mean i, I didn't have a, single, a little bit of work
1: didn't yeah. have a single gray hair on my head <laughs> in uh december
0: you did january
1: well. now it's yeah but no it's really good i recognize some names of these people that are going i'm okay. sure i just saw uh uh Dave Rimmington, he's going Corn. soon.
0: Dave.
1: I, he's got to be on you. Yeah. Is he on you? Yeah? Have I just made that up?
0: Dave Rimmington is Yeah, there, two yeah. days. Two days, days he, to leave flies. Um, nice. Who else is on there? Graham? Was we there got Laura point? Twist. we got got, um, I think David Clift. You're going soon, aren't you? Um, as, as mad as anyone. Bri, of course, been there, done it. Bought the t-shirts, Shona. Um, Andrea, hi. Uh, I believe uh, maybe just saw a little email come in from you, Andrea. So, yeah, uh, Graham, seven days. League was at base camp awesome pixie namaste here we go here we got we got uh sophie hurst i know sophie's going really soon great stuff guys yes great to um to actually be on lives talking about trips that are happening as we are doing the lives uh we've even had people um join us from the trails we've had i think uh, steve last week was from annapurna oh yeah, yeah. and he was i think uh, i think steve leonard he was on in annapurna um on the live i think we had someone uh, where was it? It might have even been in Kathmandu watching live. So yes, it was yeah. nice to see see, uh, see the Tuesday. Yeah, still it's wider. fine. Yeah, and you know, I get to watch it in Kefili.
1: <laughs>
0: Kefili, it's not a bad place. Not, it's not, place not, place. Not, it's off, not, not slagging not off Kofili at all. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, well, Amanda says I need to buy that top Dave is wearing. Dave, yeah, you've been you've been wearing this top now for probably about twelve months. You, yeah, you, when, you, when I you speak to the North when guys. I
1: buy a t shirt, I generally wear it until it. Yeah, it'll get washed yeah. in between <laughs> but I won't throw it away until it's got like the holes are like this big uh this one's only got tiny holes it's in it so yeah holes. but it's nice. I like a used t-shirt she's got some nice little cracks in it now I it's do like, see it's
0: got it's got a bit of mileage on it yeah it's got so, a bit of mileage the, the, this t-shirt's been to Africa
1: Nepal geez it's been around a bit. yeah it's been around me France
0: yeah France Tina 38 days till Annapurna. oh my god it's crazy isn't it Tina can't wait to actually have you on a trip um uh, yeah sophie sophie's been I, I saw you booking to Killy the other day as well sophie so sophie's working uh planning the next couple of years mate but great to see you yeah finally going on our trip with us um as always but right yeah today I mean, I mean this is as we're talking about trips that are happening this kind of sparked conversation yesterday morning didn't it we were yeah. catching up in, in in the little yeti cave and you know whiteboard as we do and yeah, we were just talking about sort of trip preparation because we had we felt like we hadn't done one for a while. Yeah. Actually, we look back, I think the last one we did about trip prep was probably in knee deep into lockdown. I think it was like May, June, twenty twenty. I'd be mean, like, right, let's let's kind of uh let's 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 do that. Well yeah. Um I mean I was
1: calling you the other day complaining because <laughs> doing a little bit of trip prep myself. (laughs) And I was ringing Andy saying I'm just I'm out of practice with this. I don't know where any of my stuff is. One of my duffel bags was in your stables in your garden. I think all of my gear like there is this phenomenon that when you've got a lot of gear, you get gear scatter. It does. You know, so I borrow, I'll borrow someone that beanie. Someone can borrow those trousers. Yeah. Those shoes have been used. (laughs) And like literally, my main goals were in two separate places. One of them was in the office and one of them was in um, storage. Madness. (laughs) But we got thinking trip prep,
0: practice. Yeah. Lots of people are going
1: what's the essentials let's break it down let's get the whiteboard involved and it
0: worked i think because now i have an idea about what i'm doing so we thought <laughs> exactly we're doing it live um no no the trip prep really important isn't it it's one of those that you know before uh, especially the build-up the weeks uh sometimes the months before you you go on a trip you know you, you're kind of uh you know the nerves are settling in you know you're getting maybe that tinge of excitement you know maybe you're you're getting your jabs done because you're you know you're getting um you know, some some of your jabs before you go. Yeah, and it's always a great place to be. But you know, over the years, we kind of picked up a few things, a few little secrets along the way that we we hopefully can share today. The first one, um, you know, is, is a bit of an obvious one, really. But checklist. But with, with checklist, Dave. I mean, how do you how, how do you put it down? Do you just write all of it, or do you do you get really in the detail? How do, how do you do it? So,
1: generally speaking, with my with my checklist, yeah. I don't want to spend too long on it. But yeah. I do want it to be as exhaustive as possible. Okay. So I'll literally sit there with a pen and paper, and I'm thinking, right, I'm going to EBC. What do I need? And it'll literally yeah, yeah. start like game jacket, boots, sleeping bag, socks, trousers, hats, yeah. sunglasses, and I'll just write down as much as I can. Okay. But then from that list, there's going to be stuff in there that's obviously going to be critical. Some stuff's going to be important, and some stuff is going to be nice to haves. You yeah. know. So the first thing I'm going to figure out is, you know. Where my duffel bag is, ring Andy. It's in my stables. Gonna come and get that. Okay, right. First on the list. Where's my sleeping bag? Okay, got that. And then I'll just start ticking those things off like that. And (laughs) what I find it does is it organizes my thoughts. It means that I can stop thinking about every item. Yeah. I can just focus on the next one on the list. Um, And I'll start this process, you know, maybe if I've already, if I don't have to buy anything, I'll start the process like a month out, perhaps, you know, of just starting to organize the essentials. By yeah. making a list, checking it twice, finding out where it all is. It's like Father Christmas Yeah, pudding, I know. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> and um, yeah, but you know, I'm not necessarily worrying about what uh, needs to be on there. Yeah. Anything I've missed, I'm just getting down everything I can remember so I can make the job of getting the nitty gritty stuff done smaller.
0: That that's what I think I'm going to call you now. What's that? Father Dave. Father Dave? Yeah. Do I need like a collar? Do you need, yeah. Like, Don't worry, you haven't got a round belly. That would. I mean, I do it a bit. wobbles like a bowl full of jelly. What are you doing? <laughs> what is happening here? I went to Father Ted. I was thinking that. Oh, that, were you? I was thinking of Father Christmas. But then oh, no, I was thinking Father Ted.
1: That would be an ecumenical matter.
0: Oh, right. Uh,
1: Ramona's just held her ears, I think. <laughs> Brilliant. See, Dave knows. Yeah, Dave knows. honestly, Father Ted is probably one of my. Yeah, you, top, loved, you love that. It's comedy. like my top three yeah. favorite comedy sitcoms. Really? And um,
0: yeah kiss a job <laughs> maybe tina there are there are some job applications open um
1: gotta be honest i like the direct nature of
0: that i do like i do like uh the direct <laughs> nature no no it's so a checklist yeah so um you know when it comes to to kind of things dave said you know in the detail get the basics down i think start with the basics i think something i like to do as well is um <laughs> Sorry, I'm, get, I'm getting disrupted. Don't get by distracted it. by it. I know that's I am. What I am he I'm want, I'm that's, trying to concentrate, that, but it's that's, all good. that's what he wants. That's, <laughs> Dave knows what he's doing. Um, no, but so I, I get a bit more nitty gritty. So I, especially with the electronics, because I know that you know I want to take, I want to make sure that phones charge, my cameras charged. Um, you know, you have enough batteries. Like Dave, you know, usually cameras it carries like seven power banks on a yeah. trip. Um, so I want to make sure I've got those kind of things. But I think one thing we, we've kind of learned, especially with, with checklists. You're gonna kind of forget something anyway. Everyone does. Yeah. Um, even I think it was Shona saying she's still got all of her stuff from last time. She needs a these are buy new things. But no, no. Even I'm sure even Shona uh, might forget something. We all do. I've forgotten certain bits and bobs, and it made us think. Then okay, you know, if uh, what's the worst that can happen? You you forget you forget something, right? Um, I think especially when you go into certain places like uh, Kathmandu. Um, you go to like Moshi in, in, in Tanzania, or if you go into somewhere like Cusco, if you go to Machu Picchu, even if you go to like Marrakesh, Tupcal, there's always going to be places that you can get any last minute bits. So try not yeah. to to kind of stress over that too much. It's, it's easily done. I've, I've been there, I've done it. You know, you're thinking, oh yeah, have I got everything? What happens if I don't have that? You know, and it just plays on your mind. But I suppose the the point is, we want you to try and enjoy this as much as you can. Enjoy the journey as much as you can, instead of trying to, worry about every, having every yeah. single thing and you know we, we were talking yesterday around you know we've had some ever trekkers who have got a bit unlucky and their bags haven't arrived when they arrived um I yeah. think we we're talk- talking about Colin fridge back in 2019 yeah turned up he was going on the Gokyo valley trip in in, in Kathmandu turned up airline lost his bag and yeah. it was like oh my God what do I do this bag went on a an unscheduled adventure of its own yeah and he was like well all my trekking gears there you know what what can I do but luckily we managed to to kind of get stuff sorted in in, in Kathmandu and Tamil, because it's all there. I mean, this isn't ideal and I'm not I saying this is what we plan for, but it's good to know that even if that happens, there's a way around it as a way to sort it out, you know, yeah. um, instead of stressing and worrying about that particular thing, there's always something we can do. And, you know, we've got a great team, um, you know, especially right now, because Kathmandu is absolutely nuts. Um, you know, Anuj, Anuj, you know, the rest of the guys on the ground there, you know, they'll, they'll make sure that you've got everything you need. I mean, just with, with Colin's, um, uh, journey itself he, he he bought heaps of stuff but then his bag i think we flew it up by chopper like three days later when it actually did arrive yeah it, and then someone carried it the rest of the way and i think he was very happy yeah i think it yeah, I think <laughs> caught up with him in namshi on yeah. the
1: acclimatization day i That's think right. his bag finally caught up with him but that is a good point you know because with regards to the checklist there are yeah. some essentials that you're not going to want to do without but they're going to be other things as well that you can you can get on the fly yeah. and you can limit your weight. Um, I've noticed a couple of, now trips are happening. I'm yeah. really, really enjoying the real world advice from fresh EverTrackers yeah, yeah, in the group, yeah. um, the High Altitude EverTrackers group on Facebook. Inverted plug there. I, I know, um, it's, it's, check it's all, it's it out. It's all good. That's our platform. Um, but what is really great in there is a lot of people saying you know, that they've got these gigantic first aid kits and stuff that take up space our guides carry everything you need with regards to that. Um, yeah. You know, the the tons and tons of dry sacks, you don't need a lot, you just need a few. Um, snacks can all be bought in Namshi if you wanted to save weight for the, yeah, the flight. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Um, do it, and there's a couple of things that I always do as well, which it's not necessarily the most comfortable way to sort of travel, but it does give me a little bit of peace of mind with the essentials. So I'll wear my hiking boots yep, know, yep. on the flight with me. You know, worst case scenario always got the sliders in the, old, uh, in the old carry-on, you know, just to, to swap them out when just I'm on the plane. Yeah. But I'll, I'll wear those on my feet pretty much, you know, we, we've always done it when we go to yeah, Kathmandu or, or Africa, just put the boots on because that way, all right, that's one thing I don't have to worry about because yeah. boots is a difficult thing because it's hard to get good ones cheap, even yeah. in these places. Yeah. Um, not to say that we can't, but having your own boots is, is, is yeah. a weight off your mind often. Everything else is just clothes, right? <laughs>
0: But, um, polls if if you're jerome yeah. to buy new polls in tamil 100 jerome we i've done it a couple of times mate um heaps of options out there you won't go short of polls yeah i need a bit of WD 4 yeah and on this i was gonna say you're, you're squeaky, J- literally J- squeaky bum time yeah exactly yeah
1: <laughs> but but that is it so when we're talking about the checklist really simple really easy put the obvious stuff down by putting it down gets it Mm. off your mind you can just tackle it one by one you'd be surprised you'll get through a list of about 30 items in about 10 minutes because it's like boots bag hat jacket you know it's all super easy to do then we can get down to some of the things that you're perhaps going to have to make a
0: decision on the tough choices
1: yeah the tough choices we always Mm. say you know so do i need that 14th power bank (laughs) you know um (laughs) you know uh is 17 bags of haribo tantastics <laughs> necessary
0: i've seen
1: it i've, you know. I've seen i've,
0: I've And some trackers with a lot of sweets
1: andy <laughs> is the bean to cup coffee maker really that necessary for your trip to ebc yes. yeah okay <laughs> fine for you maybe but um but yeah so there is one of those things as well that we always say you know you're gonna have to make some tough choices about it because especially on your first trip because you don't know what you don't know right and yeah is this is, is this a good enough mid-layer yeah. Or do I bring another one? Yeah, yeah. That's Okay, good question. You know, so uh, you've got two there. Yeah. So do I bring two for
0: peace of mind or do I make a tough choice and choose one? Yeah, it is hard, isn't it? Because you, you do, especially when you, you go back to what you said earlier around, you know, you're trying to, you know, hit the weight level, at, you know, maybe 15 kgs. Some people take, you know, like if you go in with, uh, you know, one of the big airlines, you get 23 kgs normally. Um, so you take all that over to Kathmandu and then the night before you're due to kind of start the track or, you know, fly to Lukla, you're there trying to okay. What do I actually
1: yeah.
0: leave? And, and and everyone does it. Everyone will leave something in Kathmandu, like because uh, you, you know when you, you arrive, you get your duffel bag. You have a trek duffel bag, which you get to keep. Um, this is in uh, Kathmandu. Um, we're working on getting those. Oh, we have got a little knock at the door. Typical pennies here. Hmm. Um, and you get uh, you 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 can rent uh, them in the other countries. We're working on getting those available um, in the other countries we operate in. But yeah, in in Tamil in Kathmandu, essentially you're trying to. You're trying to sort out different bits and yeah, you've got to make some tough choices, you know? Yeah. Like, like Dave said, you know, do you really need all those power banks? Do you really need all those uh, extra pieces of underwear? Maybe you have one for each day where it, you know, and this is a personal preference, obviously, but if there's some things that you can think, okay, what can I, what can I really leave? Like some people ask before, if they're going to Everest base camp, do I need gators, for example? Yeah. Do I need crampons? Um, You know, because they know that part of it you are on a, glacier or there's a chance that you might get some snow um yeah those are the type of things like i mean i mean just just that particular question only because we had it asked um, a couple of days ago um yeah you don't really need um uh, gators on the base camp trip not really on any of them you might need them i'd say if you're going over chola pass kongmila if you're going yeah. over uh, renjola there's always a potential of some snow um in terms of crampons i don't think like you need to take them out there you can do but again, if we're talking about tough choices here, the guides will have them if you're going over the high passes, and and they're more like the ones that you can just literally stretch and pull over, yeah. like micro spikes, and they do the job on that particular thing, uh, on the, that particular pass. You don't really need like technical gear to do that, um, even if you know they, they probably give you more confidence when you're on there. But yeah, knowing the um, you know the kind of terrain, that's enough. Yeah, um, you know. So yeah, there are some tough choices. It's it's a good point though, Dave, because. Yeah, we've all had to make those and we and, and decide yeah what, what do we need to leave i have to do it every single
1: time yeah. because the first time i ever did ebc you know i have a preference to travel light if i can yeah my yeah. entire setup was around 12 kgs everything yeah that's, but, that is good man that is good but i'll be honest i probably could have like genuinely now i used one pair of trousers for the whole trip it was Inclusive. you know i i probably would have liked more i wonder what that
0: smell was honestly yeah. <laughs>
1: but now um you know but i i try to go i i tend to pack more than i need and i'll make yeah. those tough choices the day before yeah um i generally have stopped buying pretty much I will bring some stuff I I think I'm not confident of getting over yeah, there yeah. like like the Tanktastics or something um or like a bit of beef jerky maybe yeah, but one yeah, some
0: treat stuff yeah, yeah but yeah,
1: yeah. I'll genuinely like the snickers the cereal bars yeah. all of that sort of stuff I'll just leave it and I'll just get it in Namshi. All right it might cost a little bit more than in Kathmandu but it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make so I can you know make the way. Um one other thing I was going to talk about as well with regards to the checklist is you know we're, we're referring to pretty much physical items now. There's a lot of prep that goes into going in terms of, you know, is your passport up to date? Getting your visa. Yeah, the
0: actual things that you're allowed in the country. Yeah, yeah, the important stuff.
1: The important stuff and, you know, things like your insurance and things like that. Um, I'll probably make a separate list for those stuff or or maybe just do it just to the right of the main list, you know, and these are like the the things that I have a deadline by. So generally, if I'm doing my visa, I'll get it as soon as I know I'm going. (laughs) You know as soon as the flights are booked pretty much okay. i'll get the visa and the insurance just get it all done and dusted nice and easy currency wise because we've i think i just saw the question there somewhere as well someone asked about currency yeah, yeah i think so the- yeah so first of all there is a really good post about currency in the um the high altitude ever group again um which came up and our head of ops over in nepal anuj did a really really good post about it essentially In Nepal, you can spend British pounds, you can spend US dollars, you can spend the local currency, the Nepalese rupee. Generally speaking, I'll bring dollars because it's the most easily understood currency for both parties. Um, With with regards to a pound versus a rupee, not everyone might necessarily be as cognizant of what that Mm -hmm. is, but everyone knows the value of a US dollar abroad. So that's generally what I'll bring with me. But I'll also just, I, I won't get all the money in cash. Yeah. I'll, I'll use cash machines. And um, there is a certain type of card that I used when I was out in France and I've forgotten the name of it, but it's really good. I need to post about it. What, like prepaid cards? Of? Yeah. yeah, so it's like a, pretty much like a current account. Okay. And then you, but when you use it abroad, yeah. it automatically gives you the best exchange
0: rate yeah, nice. for those okay. types yeah, of things yeah
1: so um what i'm going to do and i'm going to allow you to talk for a little bit <laughs> I'm
0: subtly- well it's, uh, i've got plenty to talk about because there's heaps of um heaps of comments coming in so some good questions i don't know why i absolutely loved this one and it obviously bry always gets these in he said make make sure you take enough deodorant because if you send the news out for some you end up with a can of brute and smelling like a 1970s 1970s porn star yeah um yeah beware make sure you take enough deodorant then um you know or smell like a 1970s porn stuff right you've got I, it you right, found let, it
1: let, no but let me let me tell you right i don't believe for one second that brian isn't an old spice man yeah
0: <laughs> not for one he's a uh, solitary he probably second. is even if he says he isn't um let us know if you are uh, brian. uh it's okay we're all friends yeah um, uh, Monzo Resolute card. It's a Resolute card. Okay. Marky V. Marky V knows.
1: Marky V, yeah. He's a good. He's Marky a good V card. knows the score
0: when it comes I to
1: I knew. Cash. I just stole my thunder. But um, <laughs> my friend's going to reply now in, in a minute. But yeah, the Resolute card we used when we were in France. Resolute. And, it and it was right. really good. Yeah, you basically just put currency on it, your currency, yeah, so nice. you just transfer money into it. And then when you use it abroad, um, you know, it gives you a really good exchange rate. So yeah, um, yeah really, really good thing yeah. to do. Tina asking about the. Uh, Dollars and things like that. A yeah.
0: For Upper Mustang and Annapurna. So that's, and it's fine. Yeah. That,
1: right? So generally speaking, I will end up with, by the end yeah. of the trip, a mix of pretty much dollars and uh, <coughs> local mm. Nepalese currency as well. Because a lot of the time, if you use US dollars, you might get change in rupees. If you draw money at a cash machine, it's going to be rupees. I generally don't stress about which one that I have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll probably don't use um, British pounds because. I, I, you know, I just think it's so much simpler and easier to use dollars or the local currency. One thing to be aware of when you're arriving in country, yeah, I've got an interesting little story about this and what happened to me that time yeah. in Tanzania. But when you, if you get a visa on arrival, yeah. you won't be able to pay for it in the local currency. You'll have to pay for it in a foreign currency. Generally, it's always charged in US dollars. Yeah. So nice and simple to have some. Do you remember when we went to Tanzania? Oh, I, that was assumed, interesting. I assumed I could use my card. So I went there and handed my card over and the guy just looked at me and he was like, you can't use your card. And I was thinking, Oh, I haven't got any cash. How am I going to get my visa? And he said, well, there's a cash machine just outside. Yeah. So I had to walk through immigration, <laughs> past the metal detectors that was out, weird. outside yeah, the yeah. airport, draw out local currency, go back into the currency exchange, change it for us dollars, <laughs> walk the wrong way through security, back through the metal detectors and stuff like that back through, um, you know, back back to the guy, and I was like, handing
0: him over the dollars then. It's um it's a good point as well, because since we've um over the last it feels like ages now because of COVID, but essentially when lockdown was happening and we had, I think it was 14, 15 ever trekkers stuck in Tamil, um in Kathmandu in Nepal. Um, yeah, there was no flights back at the time. They had 10 days stuck there for 10 days. And we actually moved them over to a loft, which is the hotel we use for all of our Evertrekkers now. Um, and bry who was one of those, uh, 15, um, yeah, just mentioned. So a loft is a money exchange and receptions. You get a decent exchange rate. Yeah, they do. So yeah, if, if, you're, instead of going out and hunting for the best rate, it's not that much difference, so you can just do it at the hotel. Yeah, it's a yeah. good, it's a good point, mate. Um, you can just do it there. If you're taking dollars, if you're taking sterling, um, you know, you can, you can just do it, uh, in, um, uh, in, in Kathmandu, in a, in a hotel, aloft. Uh, just looking at so we got heaps of questions now. Stevie B is he the guy that was on last week? <laughs> he is.
1: He Do you know of what? He is. I, I realised because I was on holiday. Um, I thought, told... what, what, you forgot I, who Stevie B? Is? No, I forgot to reply. <laughs> he sent me a message and I forgot to reply to him. And it's becoming Steve, a... how rude! It's eh? becoming a bit of a habit because he texts me over Christmas and I got back to him in the middle of January. So... <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna stop texting. Um, me. But no, um, he asked how should Zach reply for his upcoming trip um well, hopefully you can get there yeah I'll uh, be honest I'll be honest but uh <laughs> yeah so Zach is due to go out to Tupcal. yeah in a better week uh Thursday next week yeah so yeah. if he's not prepared by now then I would suggest he just wing it uh
0: um, yeah Steve he'll be fine he'll be fine we'll have a chat about him um well we can we can get him all sorted he's got we've got a lot of gear but no I think we've um because I, I know Zach will be <laughs> listening um it's always around certain basics isn't it you know equipment fitness some mindset stuff there's a there's a lot that goes into it um sometimes going into it thinking about everything i feel like a bit overwhelmed yeah um but yeah certainly with tube cal you know zach you got loads of experience you'd be fine um you know you're gonna do great uh, <laughs> steve's angry face. i'm gonna reply to <laughs> <Do> it <laughs> um, you do fine yeah we got heaps of equipment you can use uh, You know definitely slow and steady we're going to have an awesome time and climb that tube car. It's going to be exciting. Um, but, yeah, talking about a few things, I want to cover off a few things I wrote down before because, we, yeah, we talked about checklists, about, you know, trip preparation. We talked about essentials, some tough choices, a little bit of fitness as well, something that a lot of people maybe do or don't do, but something we've learned that really helps is that you want to kind of taper off your training before you go. Um, you know, some of you have been planning for these trips for you know, a year, two years, sometimes even longer than that, three years. Yeah. And, you know, you'd be training a lot and you're in the habit of it. But I suppose one thing we learned is that, you know, you don't want to burn out and you don't want to kind of go on your trek tired. Yeah. You know, you want to turn up fresh, ready to rock, save your energy. So if we're talking about trip preparation, in the week or two weeks, building up to your trip, just taper off your training a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, while getting everything, you know, use it as an excuse to just chill because your body is not going to, you know, the, 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 the gains you've had from – getting out there pack on your back from getting yeah. out there doing loads of walking that's not going to disappear over a week you know that your body's gonna remember that your legs are gonna remember that so just just taping it off just so you don't get any last minute injuries we have had people yeah. before and a couple of days before saw so, you twist know, twisting my ankle and this and that and you know we just want to just want to make sure that you you know, get on the trip that you've been working so hard to go on yeah um which is really important and uh, Dave you want to do an expert fan? <clears throat> Yeah, family.
1: Make sure you leave them behind. Um, (laughs) But but no. So uh, what's over there anyway? We keep looking over there every now and Uh, again. uh, Think of this. This is a moving whiteboard. That's yeah, moving whiteboard. You love a whiteboard. I do love whiteboard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So we. Yeah. So when it and part of the the trip (laughs) preparation and the you know the essentials before we go perhaps is even sort of bringing the family up to speed on what you're actually going to be doing where you're going to be going and what they can expect from you whilst you're away yeah um because we have noticed a couple of um now trips are starting again um it's been a two-year gap um and yeah we've seen a couple of posts in the group which is you know it's really nice that actually the families are involved in the group and are getting involved but asking questions like has anyone heard from these guys how they doing it is a, a fact of these trips and this applies to every single one of our trips even brecon in wales that you will lose signal for a a degree of time um and you might be incommunicado and i would be inclined just to prep your loved ones not to worry about that Um, no news is good news um in the event of an emergency or anything like that they will always be a method and a way of reaching outside but in normal circumstances when you just lost a bit of phone signal it's completely normal to go in communicado for a few days and just to prep your family not to worry about you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, But also to encourage them to ask in the group as well because sometimes you know like like i might message andy and be like yo i've had an awesome trip but i probably wouldn't message my mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> you and know the ones are asking the questions uh, yeah exa- exactly yeah but if they're asking questions people like andy can update them so it is really good to get them involved in the community yeah. as well get them on the group um and just you know prepping their um, expectations of what's going to happen when you're out there. So, for instance, if you're going on Kilimanjaro, you're not going to have any signal for the first four days of the trip. Yeah. So they won't hear from on you. The on, on the ma- mountain. On the mountain, yeah. 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 So the first two days in um, Moshi, you will. Soon as you reach um, the base of the mountain and you start the trek proper, Yeah. Um, for the next four days, you're going to be incommunicado completely. There's going to be no phone signal. To the point where um, it was Stevie B that told me that you can play that Google Chrome game. You know, the dinosaur you know, jumping? The dinosaur, I found that out on Killy just because we, uh, what well, this phone was just a camera. It, well, it was great. Um, but then at the end of the four days, you know, you can update them. And more importantly, you know, for summit night and things like that, usually you are able to sort of yeah. get, a, get a message back the day after. But, yeah, having the family sort of just aware of what you're doing, you, you know, aware of what type of trip it is. Um, so they're sort of backing you and behind you, and understand that they're not going to be stressed or worried when you're gone. I think is a big part of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dave. I, I, just in my mind, there's a few things as well because you know you want to share um, something we do before you go, as you get some um, sort of emergency details any you know any changes, things like that, which do happen. Um, you know, I saw there. I think from uh, from Georgia there. You know, flight cancellations. It's yeah. You know, there's things that happen. Um, you know, which is, is unfortunately part of, of the travel world um but yeah it's just about getting them on side um knowing almost trying to educate them as well you know because it, if you go into somewhere that has like the name everest or kilimanjaro there's automatically that you know and i've had it my parents are like oh you, you go in there or, be careful or um why are you going there for you know you kind of especially everest yeah the, the kind of um because of the obviously the, the the dangers that can happen anywhere in the world but because these are labeled as dangerous you know sometimes it's good to educate them a little bit as well, just to kind of fill them in on what you're actually doing, get them on side, you know, make sure that they they, they fully know exactly what you're getting yourself into. So that way then it reduces that stress and anxiety when you're away. Yeah, I think it just makes a bit more, um, you know, it gets them on side with a journey and, you know, they can keep in touch with you. They know then, okay, like like I know, you know, obviously with me, they're like, okay, I know Andy's got this. He's told me what I'm doing. Um, you know, it's managed, um, you know, going with good company, know who you're with um you know they've worked hard you know I trust them now they're off and I look forward to when they come back yeah you know look forward to the pictures and and going for the journey um you know if you're not going with them you know we see some families now um you know Dave Remington for example bring his daughter and you know it's great to share that but you know if there's a certain you know if you're going away from your family it's just good to get them on side I think yeah certainly it's the important part of trip preparation is you know just yeah getting them on side and knowing what you're doing and what you are getting yourself into Trust me, it helps a lot for you and for them. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm loving Gavin uh, Skevington's term there. What's he
1: saying? you um, will get Sarah added to the group so she can ask if we are eaten by the void of technological randomness. <laughs> You're going to use that. You like you like ones. Like I that. think he's just been checking his thesaurus today, isn't he? But that, <laughs> that I'm going to, I might steal that, mate. Nice look look out, look out for that in a blog one day because that's that's a brilliant. And Alexander has hit his nervous phase this week. Honestly, the nervous phase actually is part of, is part yeah. of the trek. And It's excitement. Do you know? Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's one that I remember. It. I, I'm always nervous, but it does change. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. It's always the same when I do a new trip, but if I go back to the same place again, it, it's a different type. But I do remember the first time I went to EBC, and uh, me and my friend Billy were on the coach, yeah. uh, National Express, obviously, and uh, listening to National Express. I was listening to some music to kind of get me in the mountain mindset on my way to Heathrow, and all of a sudden. I just had this like, I don't know, butterflies, was it? butterflies yeah, in my yeah. stomach. And I was just really nervous about what I was going to do because I was telling people that, you know, because a broad range of friends, not every of them are even aware really whatever it is. They know it's the biggest mountain on earth, but yeah, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. You know, does it, can you climb it in a day, two days? Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, I remember telling one of my friends, oh, I'm flying to Kathmandu tomorrow. And they were like, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, like, didn't I read yeah. that in a Tintin book? <laughs> you know, and it's like. And uh, I That's remember, yeah, and yeah, it, it was—it's um, was an amazing experience. Tell him to savor it because uh, once he's there, you'll—you'll you'll look back and love that exciting feeling. I, I wish—I wish I, wish I had it now. But
0: you've got, you have got—you know—what you say before is that education dispels fear? That is it. Yeah, knowledge and, and, and educating yeah. about what you're doing. Maybe we'll give him a bit more. You won't—you won't—you won't get those sort of questions much anymore because you know, then oh yeah, we have got to yeah. have a space camp. Yeah, we're trekking for eight days. Take us eight days walking all the way up to it, we can't wait, it's challenges, it's high altitude, but we're going to be fine. Um, you know, there's there's obviously ways you can do it. But mate, it's, it's funny you say that about nerves. And I'm, I'm probably delving into the personal development world here. But yeah, it's something I've learned over the years um, in terms of the, the biological process that happens, the chemical process that happens apparently um it's just something i've, I've read mm. is that yeah when, when nerves and excitement are actually exactly the same chemical process happening in your body the only difference is what you the, the, the almost the thoughts you put on that so by framing it and saying okay okay i'm nervous now mm. but if you keep telling yourself okay i'm actually excited it's the same process happening in your body it's just your mind that changes yeah. by saying it and by framing that you're excited instead of nervous it just brings a completely different energy to the situation yeah just something i've done before and i think um can be and i know it's like oh yeah you don't you, if you're saying something it isn't actually it but actually by re- repetitiveness and repetition and saying that you're excited instead of being uber nervous it could make the difference it'll between, it'll you know, still never get settle, me, settle you, you down
1: you'll never get me to do a bungee <laughs> jump
0: <laughs> why well, and i'll say don't worry you're not nervous David. just excited yeah, nah, <laughs> never, never.
1: I, I it's, I'm not afraid of heights. So that's the weird thing. Yeah, I don't have a phobia of heights. I do a
0: skydive. It's a self-preservation thing inside you, mate. It's trying to keep you alive. That's what it is. Yeah, I just don't like bungee diving. It's I'm uh, not going to do it. Isn't it mad how people, uh, you know, uh, prefer to do skydives and bungee jumps, even though it's like fifteen thousand times higher? Do you know what I think it is though? You, the, the ground is so far away <laughs> that it's
1: it doesn't even yeah. look like a real prospect. Well, until it's there. Yeah, but if you are on top you still on top of a building, it's like, yeah, great. I can make the detail out of where I'm gonna burst. So I'd, I'd rather I'd it is it's interesting. It? Uh, there's no way i do it. I do a million things, but I just never do that. I I I jump in a space rocket right now, but I'd never no, I still wouldn't. Let I'd me just there. message Elon
0: Musk. Just so I can get our rocket sort, if you may. Yeah, no ways. Um, now right. We got we got loads of questions actually. Heaps have come in, which is great. Because I feel, yeah, I mean I hope you know a little bit there around trip preparation has helped a little bit um i know we, we've kind of gone off piste uh, no pun intended dave um just around um you know some trip preparation but honestly get those checklists get your essentials make those tough choices um you can even do it on the trip in the hotel when you arrive you don't have to do them at home no. so you can take them uh, take them with you um yeah taper off your fitness make sure that you're um you know you're not beasting yourself before you go get your family on side um you know tell them about the journey what you're getting yourself into even if you get that little bit right i think i feel like you have um, your trip preparation and your enjoyment level would be way more because you're not worried about stuff you're not feeling anxious about stuff you've got it sorted i'm feeling anxious now just thinking about bungee jumping (laughs) well i guess people are uh, they're talking about it i uh, I, I
1: see um i see charlotte's cut from the same cloth as me bungee jumping no (laughs) not have you done it
0: no i haven't i haven't i am i i wish honestly when i was backpacking um uh, New Zealand, and it was towards the end of my backpacking journey. I was just skint; couldn't afford it. I could uh, trek and go for a walk. Would and did you, you nice Oh night? yeah, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Maybe hmm. um... your last heartbeat. <laughs> no, <it won't>. <laughs> um <laughs> right. Okay, well, i have got some questions, um, Dave. Where do you want to start? We've got. A uh, of email. Well, as always, I'll start uh, last okay. week's. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we, we've actually
1: got an email in from yeah. uh, from Dave. So I'll answer it. Yeah. Um, so due to go to EBC next week, the 9th of April, Ooh, love it. Um, wondering if we can provide any advice on what uh, to expect weather-wise at this time of year. Short, uh, shorts, short, he says, oh, he's, t- he's, he's put shelf t-shirt, but yeah, t-shirt. Uh, okay, so basically at the moment the weather's, I understand it's, it's on the cold side, but it's quite mild yeah. during the day. So I usually, when I go back to EBC, I try and pack for four seasons so generally i don't bother wearing shorts i always wear trousers mm-hmm. and i always have a long sleeve um ones anyway and i'll just roll them up if i need to the reason is because it keeps the sun off me as much as possible yeah and it is possible to get sunburned quite easily at high altitude particularly if it's hot weather um this the, the uv is so much more stronger there in the evenings it will go below zero so you are going to want to pack some warm clothes as well um, but generally speaking, I would bring a mix of warm and cold weather stuff. I know yeah. that sounds like a cop-out answer, but it's the honest truth. The Himalaya runs hot and cold. Um, it's also very changeable. So how it is now might not necessarily be how it's next week. Um, so just prepare for for all weathers. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have to bring a huge amount of everything.
0: Well, we're talking about tough choices here. If you bring in long sleeve, base layer or T-shirt, and you want a bit of a T-shirt, just roll it up.
1: Roll it up, yeah. Save it and save bring in the t shirt. And if you want to wear a mid layer, realistically you're only going to put that on if you're a bit cold right so yeah. if you've got a heavier one and a lighter one generally you can just make a call bring one or the other yeah. i would yeah. if, if you're worried about the cold bring the heavier one if you're like me and you don't really care then bring the bring the lighter one yeah yeah but, exactly you know the, yeah. i've never bought more than one mid-layer with me only ever one
0: yeah what's the um he's mentioned what's the chance of rain or snowfall as well um don't want to break the ship. yeah i know you mean tons of options um just, sorry just reading just reading dave's message yeah definitely there's always a chance of especially this time of year a little bit of snowfall rarely rarely this time of year would you get rain i mean you can do um you know it can happen we've had it uh, certainly more in the autumn as you're coming out of monsoon season so monsoon season normally in in nepal runs can kind of mid-june early june you know to, to september sometimes it creeps into october we've seen uh over the last few years which is why we kind of pushed some dates towards the end of the year into into December just because we're, we're kind of trying to get away from the monsoon um you know but we've run trips at the beginning of September and it's been fine it's just uh, potluck sometimes but yeah just you know prepare for, for both events you know take a, a waterproof jacket um I like to walk in my waterproof anyway rather than my down jacket for instance um and then obviously if you've got that as well if it does rain you, you you've got that some people like to bring a poncho yeah um obviously you can get quite sweaty if it's over a long period of time and you're hiking whilst it's raining So, you know, prefer something like a Gore-Tex jacket or, you know, paramo jacket, something like that that will keep you, you know, wick the sweat away. So the, you know, your base layers or your fleeces, whatever, don't get soaked from sweat. Um, That's why it's good to have a decent base layer sometimes, because if it does get wet and you've got something that wick in, which wicks away your sweat, then it dries quicker, Yeah, um, just because, you know, great technology. Base layers is something
1: I'll probably bring about four of. Yeah. Um, You know, maybe three regular, one heavy. You know so if it does get cold you've got the warmer one but generally speaking you'll wear the wear the cooler ones um you know that's one of those things they're so easy and light to pack they don't weigh anything you may as well take a few yeah um so we've had a couple of questions coming in so we've had one on gators um pixie and i think a couple of other people have asked about sleeping bags. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so nice. uh, I'll start with Pixie's questions. If we are taking uh, up the offer of the loan of the sleeping bag, do you receive those in Tamil or Lukla? Uh, if Tamil, how much does the sleeping bag weigh, please? Um, so yeah, you will receive them in Tamil. Um, how much does the sleeping bag weigh? This is where I think I deploy Shona because I'm pretty sure she's recorded that information. I want to say
0: about one and a half kilo, something like that. Um, yeah they're, they're very i mean the thing is that they do they vary in size as well that some of them are, are, are bigger than others yeah um you know but you can you yeah you'll have at a loft anyway there are, there is there's a there's somewhere you can weigh your gear so you'll be able to sort of you know get a feel for for how much it is um but yeah seat bags bag is very important and yeah, yeah. you get it intact you get it in um Katmandu. and it is one of those things where
1: a lot of people a lot of people get stressed about the weight limit for the look look like But it's one of those things where there's no point getting stressed about it Mm. because everyone's in the same boat and it's not really avoidable. Well, it isn't avoidable. There are some sort of little hints, tips and tricks you can do, like, you know, packing your camera, keeping a DSLR around your neck and things like that, putting anything heavy in your pockets. Um, But unfortunately, it's one of those things we've got to get through. But I'm pretty sure it's about one and a half kilos. Um, We did have a question about, I'm not sure who's asked it now, but what type of sleeping bag would you need for EBC? Genuinely speaking, I would buy a four season. You probably get away. Well, you will get away with a three season to EBC. Yeah. Um, I would buy a four season because the Himalaya can be quite changeable. As I've mentioned, I've gone to the Himalaya and not used my sleeping bag. I've just used the blankets in the lodges. And then I've gone there at the same time of year, a couple of years later, and I really wanted it and it was really gold. So I would recommend a good four season sleeping bag because that's yeah. not just going to do for EBC, but all your other adventures as well. But if you did want to get a three season bag, combine it with a liner. Um, and you're only as cold as you allow yourself to be, you know, if I'm in my four season sleeping bag and I'm really, really cold, I'll put my down jacket on, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. a beanie and sleep in. and wear some clothes and stuff like that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully that's, that's covered bags for you all.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's some good questions as well, because um, you know, people ask about best time of year to go, thing like that. I think, sorry, I'm just trying to find the question who asked it, but someone asked about like, what's the best, what's the le- least busiest time to go to uh, Everest Base Camp? Um, January. <laughs> in the winter. Well, it would be, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, certainly, um, so essentially, where there's two, two main trekking seasons in Nepal. You've got spring, uh, which is March, April, May, essentially. We have started running trips in February now, again, just to cover off, um, you know, more capacity for post-covid but also as well it's not a bad time to go it's colder um you don't want to go into so yeah you got february march april may they're the kind of uh i'd say february's quieter um beginning of april's quieter naturally you're gonna get it's gonna be busier sort of mid mid april into may because you've got the everest climbers so everyone's going to everest base camp and then they'll have the climbing base camp there people who are, who are going on the summit teams naturally it's busier then. Um, and then in the autumn then, so you've got September, October, November, and then into December, just a little bit. Um, you've got the, the beginning of the month, so September will be a bit quieter. October's always tends to be quite busy. Yep. Got a lot of festivals going on as well. So, you know, especially in Kathmandu, it can be quite busy, Got a party atmosphere. It's great, really cool, but it is busier. On the trails, it, it does, you know, November seems to be quieter, I'd say, if you're looking at the autumn, especially late autumn. No, late november just because you're getting further and further away from the core of the season i mean whatever you know it's, it's not like the m25 you know it's it's definitely it's not busy busy yeah but in the in the first sort of two three maybe four days you're on what they call yak trails so because these are you know they're not very wide you know you're probably yeah um you know two three abreast um You know, that's kind of think of that as the width of, you know, you've got yaks and donkey trains coming towards you, so you've got to squeeze over. Um, But then as you get higher and the valleys open up and you've got the glacial regions, you find your own space. Um, It doesn't, it's not too busy then. Yeah. Until you've got some pinch points of going over bridges or, um, you know, there's a path winding its way through the glacier, then it it can be a little bit busier. Yeah. But certainly don't think it's like, I say the queues on Everest because a few years ago, there was that picture from NIMS, wasn't it? But that was on the That summit was summit yeah, during we, a very tight weather window. We
1: were running trips during then. Yeah. People were messaging us saying like, I don't want to go if that's what it's going to be like. And I was thinking, why, well, if you end up uh, above Camp 4, you've really gone off. <laughs> I was going to say. You've gone off beast." Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, just to echo what Andy said, I, I also think that people that I've ever heard complain about the queues on the Everest Base Camp trip have always been, for want of a better word, yeah. the armchair warriors. I have never had anyone come back from our trip and complain about it because you are in a really remote part of the world it's a popular part of the world even though it is very remote because there's no roads or cars or anything but people want to go there so you're not going to be able to avoid it Um, there are certain places in the world where you can go and see nobody but you know
0: yeah every
1: space camp isn't one of those but you've always been able to find your own space and I love that term because you can um, yeah, there's a know. couple of pinch points, as Andy said, and little bottlenecks along the trail, and yeah, you may have to wait to cross a bridge every once in a while. But there'll also be a time where you can sit back on the glacier and mm-hmm. just relax and enjoy the sun and the scenery and, and have your own time with your thoughts. So yeah, yeah, great. Um, I've got a question from Dan Bermhead Okay. Um, uh, for the six thousand meter peaks, does climbing equipment, ice axes, etc., all come within the fifteen kilo wow. limit? It's a good question, actually. Yeah. And no, it doesn't. So pretty much you can rent all of that stuff. Um, If you're bringing it all with you and you want to bring your own stuff, that's a different kettle of fish, then yes, it does. However, if you're going to, the vast, vast majority of people who are climbing, I'll use Island Peak as a popular example, you can rent that stuff from Island Peak, um, well, Chukung, which is right by Island Peak Base Camp. So you can rent that heavy stuff and that equipment there and then return it back there once you've finished your climb. If you are taking it with you, then... Um, it is one of those things where, yeah, it is going to come under the weight limit, but we may have to look at alternative methods of sort of transporting it if you're going to be quite over. Um, yeah. because the risk it does seem to be a weight limit question, doesn't it? Because we're talking, yeah, about it, no, I but it's,
0: it's very valid. I mean, I think there's one thing also to say, and you know, we don't like to promote this, but you know, we would always like to be transparent with you guys. You know, if you are over, it's okay. Like, airlines, they're not, I'd say nine times out of ten, they're okay with it. Um, you know, in terms of like extra, extra bags, they might charge you. I think a couple of times historically I've been charged, I think it was about a pound a kilo. I, I think what we want to strike a balance between having too much and, and 15 kgs because, you know, the porters have got to carry them. So we don't want to give them too much, um, you know, in terms of the, the size of the bag. Yeah. You know, we don't want to give them two sort of 30 kg bags, you know, it's like, wow, that's a beast. Um, but once my bag was like 22 kilos I took because I had... Some camera equipment I needed, Um, you know, but because I made them aware of that additional equipment and then kind of signposted it to the airline staff, it was fine and it was put on. Yeah. But but that being said, you know, I I think we talked a little bit about this week, you know, and is about you can squeeze some things into your pockets if it comes to it. Yeah. And again, like you said, we don't want to like uberly promote that but it can be done yeah you know? i mean it's all yeah. within reason isn't it you know
1: if you're a few kilos over it. they're fine it's not it. the end of the world yeah. but if you're a lot over and a lot of people are a lot over yeah they have taken bags off before yeah generally your bag will catch up with you um on the next flight or the one yeah. after that but it is a worry and a pain when people get to look low and their bags not with them it's like ah it's a massive panic so i would say you know the 15 yeah. limit kilo is definitely it's reachable we've done it i've done it you've done it but if you're 16 and a half don't have a anxiety attack over exactly. it. You yeah, know, yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah, really, it's
0: it's really it's really doable. Um, yeah, I got donkey rides. <laughs> yeah. uh, not not normally. Not normally. I've Stephen. Seen a, few. Seen a I, few I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> we're uh, saying that. Yeah, in terms of emergencies, we've seen people. I've seen one actually. I think uh, might be the last time we were there. Um, I saw someone get on a a horse. Uh, sorry, a donkey. Um, literally leaving Lukla all the way up to Everest Space Camp. Um, mm. You know, obviously we don't know the story could have been many reasons but at the time you were like oh my god they're climbing on a horse they're on a donkey i can't believe they're doing that but actually thinking about it you know it could be um you know maybe they had disability it could be reasons you know that why they were um yeah you know they had that but certainly yeah it's um they've got it in, in in kind of special circumstances we've had people who um you know maybe don't want to get the chopper down but there's an option to get donkey down if they're not feeling good with the altitude um, you know, to get to low altitudes, because as soon as you get to low altitudes, you feel you tend to feel fine, yeah. Um, so we've had that, but yeah, I, I don't think it's like, um,
1: yeah, well, there's no, uh, rule. A there's Devon, no but... rule against it, is there? You can go, yeah. you can jump on a horse and go up there if you want. I, I mean, suppose,
0: yeah, if you know, speak to the I, guide I, I, and I, see if they can sort it
1: out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I suppose, I mean, I, I don't know what you get out of it. I suppose the scenery, yeah, yeah. I'd it's... rather do a chopper tour, definitely, you definitely, know, definitely a... helicopters are, be, uh, because, are really good. because the one thing is that, like, sitting
0: on a horse for that Then it's not fun going over those bridges it'd be tough oh man i know i'd rather walk definitely i'd rather walk uh spud doug smith is on here hey guys not long now very important question how much is a beer in marrakesh um cheap 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 (laughs) yeah it's pretty good actually Spud. um yeah i'm sure there'll be a few that we'll find um does anybody like to present pcr airports as nepalese government relax them graham um good question actually I think we haven't heard of any issues because they, they've they kind of scrapped it, um, you know, since the rules changed. But yeah, it's, it's a good question. Um, I say we haven't heard of any issues. Um, so has any Evertrekkers on here recently been on trips um, shed any light on that in terms of when you're leaving? Um, because historically, what basically, I think what Graham was um, alluding to there was that um, there were rules that you had to do a PCR before being allowed into tribavan Airport, which is in Kathmandu, the international airport. Um, but yeah, since the changes, they've completely scrapped that now, because it's it's only if the country you're going to needs it that you need to do one. Yeah, um, And luckily, you know, and a lot of our customers from the UK, we know there's people who aren't, who are from other countries, which is awesome. Um, you know, but do check your country's rules in terms of entry and leaving and this and that, because, you know, there's still some there, like um, Spud there, we're talking about uh, Marrakesh and, and, and going to Morocco. Um, Morocco still need a PCR uh, before you go there, um, which we're all having to do you know you're never quite sure are you before you go because it's always a bit of a gamble but uh, unfortunately the rules are in place and you know we have to abide this, this is on.
1: uh it's another element of adventure travel now yeah COVID has, is COVID has put on a uh it's a bit yeah. of a risk but it's one thing that you know we're just going to go through it i'm not not going to travel because of it yeah you know um we have to jump through hoops to get there i'm sure that's um that's fine um so yeah we had another little yes he heaps of questions coming you know, in. it's great I, I, seeing so many I, questions i know it's great gonna, um
0: gonna ping through them dave yeah go
1: for it okay so um oh my god they're, they're being updated on the on the chat so often <laughs> i'm losing my place any um, ticks on the lower yeah, part of that's it? the one i was looking yeah, for I The tick. yeah um not that i'm aware of to be honest with you um i've never heard of them um or anybody having them no but the trail itself so most of the time when you're going through ticks is when you're going through like long grass or something like that um and you know they you can there's anything brushing against you the trail is relatively open so you're walking on you know in a forestry path or on a wide open plain or on a glacier so there's generally not a great environment for them
0: um never seen any I've seen some um I mean, early September, some leeches, but they're essentially they weren't on the trails. It was because we had an um, emergency landing. I think it was really bad weather. Um, It was a helicopter. Uh, It was was actually my sister, and she. um, This was going back uh, September 2018, and Mm. basically she had to land, about three hours down the valley, and because basically I'd been there all day because I went ahead. Weather came in, and we were like, oh my god, we've got to get the rest of the team there. So we got some choppers, and then. they, they had to catch us up, so we were there. I was literally drinking coffee all day. Um, and she got there about half eight at night and just uh, literally had one because uh, she'd gone through some farmland, um, uh, with one of our um, guys, Dower, uh, Tashi Sherpa, and she had a, a leech that that was pretty much all it was. But I, you won't really be going there, yeah. in terms of across that farmland. Um, you know, I mean, 99 yeah. times out of 100, I mean, go normal. Maybe or Chitwan or something. You might get a tick or something Chitwan's down in Chitwan. A... That is a good point, actually. Yeah. Thinking about it, um yeah, I I actually picked up a tick down in Chitwan, very first time I went down there. um Yeah, and they do get in all crevices. I was the say why, why did you smile when I mentioned Chitwan? <laughs> uh, a good uh, interesting memory. I'm not sure I'll be able to talk about it on the live. Uh, if you ever meet Andy in person, uh, ask, ask you... him. Uh, I'll tell you. Yeah.
1: Awesome. <laughs> um, let's have a quick. I saw a question. Uh, out from Carl Coventry that said, how technical is Island peak? Uh, are there any hazards yeah. of avalanches or crevasses on the yeah. Island peak? So Island peak is, it's a little bit technical, not it's it's not classed as a technical climbing yeah. peak, it's classed as a trekking peak, meaning that you don't require any <clears throat> great ability. Technical generally means that you have to have some rock climbing ability yeah. or some experience on mixed terrain with crampons. This is pretty much 90% just hiking. Having yeah. said that, there are some crevasses um on island peak that need to be crossed how they do that if you've ever seen an Everest documentary when they lash the aluminium ladders across a crevasse yeah. that's the same technique that they use on island peak the ladders aren't as long on in the ice floor you can get four you know this is generally like one or two Max um and the guides will help you get across those there's not really um a risk of avalanche um you know and I mean, anytime in the Himalaya, on any Himalayan peak, there's a small risk, but island peak doesn't, you know, I've not heard in any recent years and of any uh, avalanches
0: around that island peak. No, none. I, I mean, you know, we'd like to say none forever, but you just never know. I mean, because of where it lies and the kind of way the landscape is, it's very, very rare. I mean, you know, landscapes can, can, landscapes. Avalanches (laughs) avalanches <laughs> can happen in you know in 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 Wales and Scotland they can happen anywhere and you know we always on the lookout for it I think one thing is to lean on as the experience of the guides you know these guys have been climbing it for many many years if there's if there's a high level of Avalanche danger you know we won't go up there yeah um you know safety is always number one same on any expedition um you know you've got to trust the experience we got to look at the weather forecast we got to look at what Uh, precipitation we've had you know what snowfall we've had in the month building up to it yeah you know what's what's it been like because sometimes we're you know say we're doing a, a climbing expedition in the spring um you know what's it been like over the winter what's the wind done to the the actual the cornices on on you know on the mountain so there's a lot that goes into it you know with that but we've never had you know touch wood now never had any issues with it um thus far but you know it does happen uh in the Everest region um you know you've, you've probably read and seen videos and uh read books about it um you know it can happen but when it comes to you know the route we kind of take it's it's the safest route we can go on yeah um and that goes on island peak Mera peak um so i know uh, we're starting to do some Lobuche Peak, um which is not far from Everest Base camp and yeah uh, mountains are inherently dangerous um you know they're you've got to be comfortable with that if you go in on these places you know it's managed danger but it's still you know it's it's not disneyland you know yeah. it, it, it is is a little bit of danger involved in all of it but that makes it so exciting you yeah. know we wouldn't if it was easy and it was 100 percent safe you know it wouldn't be the same would it yeah exactly um you know but definitely it, like in terms of like you said it's a trekking peak it is uh one of the safest peaks that you can you can trek out there and yeah. yeah, we can't wait to, to get back out there. Um, Paul Dewhurst, can you get travel sickness
1: tablets in Kathmandu? Yes, you can. Yeah. Uh, loads of pharmacies and stuff like that, yeah, that you can so you, you can get, get loads of stuff
0: that they don't even have names on the pills. So it's a bit yeah. of a lottery, really. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Most of the time it's fine, though. Uh, just so you know. You can get them in Namche as well. they got a pharmacy there. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Edwards has asked,
1: he's afraid of heights, thinking mostly yeah. of the bridges. Do you think um, yeah. you'll be OK? Um, 100% you'll be OK. Yeah. So I'm not going to say you're going to enjoy them. Anyone that's got a fear of heights will not enjoy the, the the rope bridges that you have to cross when you go to Nepal. Yeah. However, they're completely doable and manageable and they are safe. Um, and the guides will help you. So yeah. a lot of people who are afraid often have different ways of how they get over there. Some people don't want anyone around them. They just want to get across. Yeah. Other people would much rather have a guide there, hand on the shoulder. Yeah. Right, come on, we're going to get you across. And so however's right for you and whatever you've got to do, Um, and the guides are also really good. So we can even hang back, um, you know, send someone across and they'll be like, okay, no, one's coming the other way. You've got time. There's loads of ways that we can do it. I guarantee after you've done a few within the first two days, you'll be, you'll feel so much better about it. Um, but you're not alone. I would say there's probably about, if 10 people are in a group, three of them will be afraid of heights, you know?
0: So you're not going to be on your own. (laughs) Brilliant. Well, I can't believe we're almost an hour already. We'll, um, kumbu cough's coming in already. Yeah, it actually. is, I know. I haven't even been out to the kumbu. But we. Um, yeah, I want good. to get through some more. So we've got another five, ten minutes, guys, so we can cover off these. Um, yeah, because I want to make sure we get your questions answered. Um, just looking out, people ask, I think it was Charlotte asking around the Lukla flight. Um, you know, do people freak out on it? It's certainly a very, very exciting um, flight. I remember the first time um, I went on it and you know uh, we, we go back to what we said earlier on and you've got you know nervousness in here or excitement whichever one you say it is um you know it is very much like that and you know it, it, it it's always that because it's labeled as one of the most dangerous airports in the world because it used to be It got a far more like greater safety record these days um in terms of weather you know if there's any bad weather any hint of bad weather they don't even try yeah um, that's unfortunately one of the negative things with Lukla. But it is what it is, and safety's always number one. But this is adventure travel. Um, it's absolutely amazing. You'll feel amazing after it as soon as you land, as soon as you get to where we actually have a little cup of tea, a bit of breakfast, and which is just overlooks the top of the runway, and you'll be able to see some flights that landed and taken off. Very exciting. Um, no doubt everyone will clap and celebrate when they yeah. land. It just uh, seems to be the way it is. But, honestly, you will love it. Um, yeah, I, and I know it seems – you know anything that involves a, a, a tiny element of danger, um, yeah, it, it can sometimes put you off, but uh, yeah, it's fine. We, we've we have hundreds of flights we've used now, it's yeah, uh, it's I almost, love it, I know, it's great, like it's quite except, exciting. I
1: feel like Indiana Jones, yeah, you, audience, you just, like, just put you a know? rope on my ankles and I won't, <laughs> court, but other than that, um, Dave Rimmington's asked, Can you get a closer look at the Kumbu Glacier where they've fallen in, mate? 100%. So, yeah, the glacier, um, when you're at when you're a base camp, you're, 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 you're pretty much on it, um, the icefall element of the glacier is um, a little bit further down, depending on the condition of the glacier, you may be able to get quite close to it and you actually see the ice towers. One year I was able to do that. Generally speaking, though, um, we don't want to get too close to it, but it'll be be there. You can be right there, you know, so you'll have an amazing look at it um but yeah your guide might be a little bit nervous depending on the <laughs> condition so if the guide says don't go that's probably because of some knowledge of the glacier it changes yeah. every year some years i've not been able to get as close as i have been but the last time i went was great remember i sent you a video didn't i and i was like right there it was amazing. yeah it
0: changes because the you know because it's a glacier and it's constantly flowing down the mountain it changes every year sometimes you know it can be really vivid white blue glass that you can see literally just close to base camp sometimes you know it can be covered in kind of dirt and you know, it looks it, like you know, the moon, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's a completely different landscape, but most of the time, yeah. Um, depends on the group, depends on the weather, kind of indicates how much time we're gonna, we're gonna spend while we're at Everest Base Camp. So, your guide will always kind of manage that for you. Um, because we, if you do have people ill, um, you know, get kind a of base camp, you know, 5,300 meters, you know, it's, it's 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 a tough place to be, um, you know, when you're there. So, sometimes, you know, we want to kind of you know, obviously spend time, get pictures, celebrate, maybe have a wee dram, whatever it is you want to do. And then we can head back to Gorex Shep for yeah. some nice food.
1: Just make sure if you have got a weed ram and you offer it to someone, that it's not empty,
0: right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah,
1: because yeah, yeah. uh, that was amazing. On the summit of Kilimanjaro, yeah, Andy carried this, um, <laughs> this uh, hip flask the hip all flask. the way to the summit. It oh, was empty. I can believe it. And uh, he offered Spud, um, one of our friends who was on here, Doug, the first drink. Yeah, and funny. I just saw Spud neck his head, uh, open his mouth, and nothing came out. Anywhere.
0: He was like... It's nothing. Uh, <laughs> He's from Scotland. My, f- f- Scotland.
1: And my favorite. Do you remember when I, <laughs> I bought for the first time ever? Yeah. Like, I would always buy a hit flask from like Asda. Right. And I spent like £70 on a really nice one. Wasn't it? It was a pewter one. It had a lovely Celtic design on it. What did you do? And I had a swig of it. Spud will remember this. And then one of the guides was there, and I offered him a bit of it, and he took it. And and then he went like <laughs> And I thought he meant <laughs> what like did you say? I thought he meant like. Can I have and a bit? he kept it. Can I have another bit? You know what? And I totally went, forgot about that. And I, went, wow. yeah. and I went, yeah, crack on. And he just went. Very, very
0: good, mate. <laughs> and, <it's laughs> okay. and I was
1: like, wow. He earned it more than I did. <laughs> it. If it's going to go anywhere, brilliant. I mean, I'd have probably lost it anyway. But I was like, Spud was looking at me laughing and saying like, are you going to see anything? Like, I can't. <laughs> I, was no, you feel like, bad. I was like, to be fair, he earned very it. He did. Cool. They do an amazing job. So happy to have him do
0: it. Well, look. Um- I feel like we, I, I kind of want to make sure we, we've answered these questions. We're going to go back through it after the live. But I hope it's been valuable today uh, chatting about, um, you know, hip flasks uh, mm. and uh, having an empty hip flask. Um, and, yeah, trip preparation. It's, it's certainly, uh, for us, one of the most exciting times, you know, um, just because when you get so close and, you know, you, you, the build up to it has taken so long. Um, but I hope that the, the bits we've talked about today are a little bit valuable in terms of yep. you know getting your family on side, getting those checklists, you know making some tough choices. But whatever happens, you'll have a you'll have a great time. Yeah, um, part of the journey, you know, adventure travel. You know, there'll be some bumps in the road, but you'll have a great time. Um, you know, try and enjoy it as much as you can. Yep. Remember what I said about that um, nervousness and excitement—the same thing. Try and feel excited about it. Um, yeah. I know, I know, Sophie is. Sophie, is yeah, Sophie, <laughs> Sophie, Sophie, her's excited. Sophie's definitely <laughs> That's excited. That's not nerves no that is excitement yeah, Sophie
1: won't be nervous she's, she's not the type
0: <laughs> she travels too much she's anyway she type. knows uh <laughs> she is a serial traveler but look uh, yeah mate it's been great um, have you back today I know mate yeah it's good it's isn't good.
1: it and um imagine it yeah it's good it's good that the boys are back in time any final thoughts before we leave um you always get me with this you know what I know you think you think you. nearly a hundred episodes and I have one <laughs> written down um but no honestly guys yeah trip prep super important but yeah. you know don't panic if you you know forgotten something if you left something concentrate on the trip on the trip have a good time yeah and um yeah you'll have an awesome time you'll have an awesome time you'll have an Great amazing stuff. time
0: well yeah we're back next week um obviously don't forget anyone who is interested in trips um last day today if you've had any uh, discount codes come your way uh runner rep prizes that kind of thing so don't forget to um get yourself booked in by 11 30 tonight <laughs> um and yeah we'll, we'll definitely catch you next week we um yeah i think next week is episode 99 and then 100 is it 99? i think we're, we're right. gonna do hoping to do our 100th in um morocco so yeah it's gonna be great it's, it's great. not been 100 it, it almost it's almost in no here. way it's 99 next week 100 the week after. i can't imagine there's been 100 of these we've been chatting over 100 hours dave yeah <laughs> <laughs> brilliant all right thanks guys have an awesome week We'll uh, good luck if you're going on your trip safe trip over and uh, we'll, we'll catch you next Tuesday. Take it easy. Adios. Awesome. So, I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune in? But I hope yeah. you enjoyed it.
1: I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, And.
0: <laughs> 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 Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, try to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye